Hello everyone, Robert Fresh here with Pharmacy for another uh, episode of New Pharmacy Radio, and this is a continuation of the last one. Um, we started talking about beyond cholesterol, beyond lipids, and really taking a, a good look at heart disease. Um, the reason I got back to that, and if you remember, yeah, I did go back to that, yeah. Um, but I started talking about how one of the road manufacturers actually had a patent to total ten because we knew that people have a low stature. Absolutely retake of uh, And I talked about the benefits of it, so obviously I don't intend to go into that much right now. Um, just the, the benefits of CoQ10. I talked about uh, drug induced mystification from the medications as well as side effects. We then went into a conventional lipid panel. Uh, you know, when you go to your doctor, you get a total cholesterol and HDL and LDL and some triglycerides. And how it's not optimal, really, for the main reason is because really just an estimate of a cholesterol number. We're going to get into that a little more right now. Um, but I did give you an idea on how to use some ratios to optimize. So say if you're going to a doctor, the doctor's just um, not in a great of mind, you're very focused on your uh, conventional, then I've got some tips here with some ratios with a, a general lipid panel that you can do to optimize your health and your risk profile as well as you know, your outlook on life. So now today what I want to do is I want to talk about a different form of testing and the differences between them. Um, and I also want to get into some natural options that one can use uh, to help dial their lipid numbers in. So, first of all, one of the biggest things when we say, you know, like the conventional cholesterol panel, that is what's referred to as content. So it's total cholesterol content. Now, what we're going to talk about is particle testing, which is better. So the best way I can describe it would be if you have cars on the road, okay? And keep in mind, the LDL and the HDL, these are transports. These are carriers, right? As we, we talked about this, we basically, the LDL is the thing that um, comes in and it, it delivers like fat-soluble vitamins and nutrients to where they need to be, but then when that's done, oxidized, and it's really not useful anymore, HDL steps in and cleans it out and gets it out of the system. That's why they refer to it as the cholesterol matchbox. Now, we also talked about there's actually good LDL and bad LDL. You know, LDL is always considered bad cholesterol. But the difference literally is um, in a bad LDL, the molecules can be small and sticky, and then they might have the potential to embed themselves into the epithelial wall. That's what can cause that trouble. So that's when it will get oxidized. Um, and that's when we do just stroke and things like that. Now, we might have an LDL. Remember, it has a purpose. Its purpose is to deliver. But it's big, white, and fluffy. Well, it's not white, but it's just big and fluffy, and it basically can go through the arteries uh, without clogging up. So that's what we use as a test. So <clears throat> the conventional one is a content test. So if you can imagine, you got a highway, you got a bunch of cars in there. Well, what that is, it's estimates too. It's not even a true measurement, but it's estimating how much content is in each vehicle on the road. Okay. So it's not telling you how many cars are on the road, because the cars on the road is actually what's going to cause clots. It's only telling you an estimate of how much each car is carrying. People, that could be cargo. Now, if you think about it, we wanted to carry quality cargo. So we want to know if we've got the good LDL or the bad LDL. We want to know, um, you know which apolipid proteins we have. Uh, so that's where what steps in would be a particle size test to help 
because that's what's going to cause the traffic jam. Does that make sense? So that's why it's better. Now, there's a few different tests out there. Um, like there's VAT, which is part of Precise Test. This will give you uh, a true reading, direct measurement of total cholesterol, triglycerides, LDL, HDL, LDL density, so how dense they are. Uh, li different lipoprotein subtypes, uh, an HDL2 and an HDL3, a DLDL1, a DLDL2, DLDL3, as well as a lipoproteinase. So these are tests that are much more comprehensive. You can go and Google and just search up the back of VAT particle size, but there's also another one, and the MR, and it's Nancy Rosemary Origin Roberts, and that's particle size of the count. So these give, you know, I just want to kind of give you an idea, um, a much better view on what's really going on when we're talking about standard liquid capacity. Now we can even take this a little further. Um, and I think the best, probably reference I can give you, since it is going to be old, is if you look up Cleveland Heart Lab, okay, and then just look for, if you look for the heart test there, you've got heart tests that will assess inflammation. These are very unique and, you know, other places do it, but Cleveland Heart Lab, I think, is a great um, so you can, you know, as we know, inflammation and oxidation, these are the two keys um, that can lead to heart disease, stroke, right? It's not just cholesterol numbers, the numbers. So you're going to see certain tests like oxidized LDL in there. So that's going to give you an idea on uh, increased chances of cardiovascular disease, having a myocardial infarction, metabolic syndrome. Um, basically, it's a measure of the proteins or the protein damage. Um, basically through the oxidative modification of ApoB and subunit on LDL subplex. So it gets a little in there. So you know, go over there, you'll see something else that's known as a plaque test, PLAC. Um, and this, once again, a measure of inflammation, but it also can assess the amount of inflammation in the arteries due to a buildup of cholesterol. So we can do a lot more. Uh, Myeloperoxidase, NPO is another one. Um, this is basically a white cell, white blood cell derived inflammatory enzyme that measures uh, disease activity within the luminal aspect of the arterial wall. So we can do much more than we're currently doing. Understandably, some influences might not cover it. Understandably, your doctor might not offer it. But I just want to give you an overall aspect and maybe uh, allude to some of the answers of why in America we spend the most money on cholesterol therapy and testing and we're ranked the lowest of other nations. Now, we can also get into things like diet. I'm not going to go too heavy on this, but I will tell you Mediterranean diet, and I want to say lifestyle diet, just because it is lifestyle. It's about moving. It's about being active. It's about not being sedentary. That has been one of these diets time and time again that really shows a great cardiovascular profile benefit. Um, we're starting to see that also in indigenous diets, like paleo and chronic. Think about it. These things, are, what, what do they have in common? <clears throat> They're plant plants. They're not heavy users, contrary to people's beliefs. Um, now, the primal and the paleo, these are pre-agriculture. That's where it's going to be different from the Mediterranean, but both the Mediterranean and the primal and paleo will have abundant, healthy, good, healthy fats to them as well. Um, they all have a lifestyle aspect to it. So there's certain nuances, but I just kind of want to give you a roundabout on that and how you can look at that. So before we finish up here, what I'd like to do is I'll cover some uh, natural supplements and give you some ideas for that. Foundationally, I'm a big fan of the Think primarily in the form of fish oil. Um, you know, I get the question a lot. Flaxseed oil uh, does not give 
be optimal when they approve that way. So fish oil is usually the best bet. Um, there are other options such as krill or people who are maybe adverse to um, you know, an animal or fish or something like that. There are forms of algae which also give healthy and pH oil. So what do the omega-3 fatty acids do? And as I said, they the primary components of EPA and DHA. They research has shown they can help decrease the risk of it. They can diminish plaque buildup in arteries. They enhance insulin function. Mitochondrial function and energy production they play a role. Um, they can lower blood pressure, they can help lower triglycerides, help lower the hemocysteine levels. Uh, and research shows they reduce overall mortality due to myocardial infarction and sudden death in patients with coronary artery disease. So why would it be beneficial, right? Next one is one of my absolute favorites, and I use a lot. I call it a metabolic wonder. It's called berberine, B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N-E. Now, berberine has been a nutrient that we've used for years and years and years, uh, almost as like an internal antipathogen in lower doses, like two in the morning. So it would help for like yeast and stuff like that. But in the last five, six years or so, we'll start to see it use a lot more with metabolic disorders at higher doses. Uh, anything really from 750 to 1,200 milligrams, and sometimes you'll find products where it's uh, kind of in a synergistic product, so it's further supported by the natural product. But berberine has shown a reduction to reduce triglycerides by 35%, reduce total cholesterol by 29%, reduce LDL by 25%. Um, it has also shown a significant uh, blood glucose decrease and HbA1c compared to metformin, which is the primary drug of choice for that. Uh, and metformin depletes um, B12 levels quite aggressively. So, one thing to keep in mind, it has also shown to decrease the activity of CP450, which is cytochrome, cytochrome C450 enzymes. This is an enzyme pathway that a lot of medications go through. So, um, if, medic if the patient is on one of those medications, um, I would have them talk to their doctor about it, just so they know and they can keep it um, pretty honest. So, I like that berberine a lot. What do we have next? Red yeast rice, you've probably heard about it. Red yeast rice has always been quite effective. Can help raise HDL, lower LDL, lower triglycerides, lower total cholesterol. It does deplete coenzyme Q10, so it is recommended to add coenzyme Q10 with it. There are actually some companies, um, one comes to mind, that's Thorne Research. They actually create a red yeast rice where they put coenzyme Q10 in there, which is a great idea. Now, what I want you to understand is some, but you've got to buy quality with red yeast rice because some of the products are contaminated with a mycotoxin known as citrine. Um, basically, the red yeast rice is created via fermentation, just like growing a mushroom, um, but if it's done improperly in the final product, there might be citrine, which could be both uh, liver and kidneys cytotoxic, so something to keep in mind there. But I'm a, certainly a big fan of it. Um, Average dose is between 1,200 and 1,400 milligrams. Uh, it's a lot of good benefits. Some of my favorite companies I already talked about Thorne on that one. Vinko has one that's great, as well as Nordic Naturals, which I believe combines fish oil and coenzyme Q10 to it. Next one I want to talk about is phytosterols. Phytosterols you'll probably see on the side of margarine from patients. Um, they have shown to reduce LDL. Uh, nice thing about it, they support healthy enzyme function and liver metabolism. They have officially been given the blessing, the claim by the FDA, to put on them reduces heart disease or can reduce heart disease and because of its ability to lower LDL. Now, the dosage is about 2,000 milligrams daily and that's based on the um, beta acetosterol content. 
but there's also other benefits with it, such as prostate support and a lot of other things. Um, phytosterols do come from diet. The traditional Western diet is best known to know again today. As I mentioned, the effect of goes here is close to 2,000. Uh, but in food sources, you'll find them in grains, nuts, seeds, fruits. Uh, kind of give those ideas. Uh, next one, polycosinol. Honestly, I don't use this a lot. But what I like about it, it could be a great complement to ther statin therapy with diet. Um, it's shown to decrease total cholesterol, decrease LDL, increase HDL, decrease LDL oxidation. So what that's terrific, right? Because we don't want it to be oxidized. Remember, inflammation and oxidation is what I was talking about. It can also help decrease platelet aggregation as well as endothelial damage. It's got a very low side effect profile. So I've seen people tolerate this very, very well. And if someone needed an extra boost, boost uh, with a statin drug, that would be it. Niacin, we know niacin works great, but it's over counter niacin, it's prescription niacin. Uh, across the board, elevate HDL, lower LDL, lower VLDL, lowers lipoprotein A, so that's huge. Lowers triglycerides, lowers total cholesterol. Um, so you can consider a niacin product as well. And lastly, kind of complementary, complementary support. I'm a big fan of chromium. Chromium is in a lot of metabolic type supplements that I recommend. The reason someone could be low, someone has diabetes. Is what chromium's job? Chromium's job is to help usher, get the sugar out of the stream, bloodstream, basically. Um, older we get, as we age, our bodies decrease less chromium. So that's an issue. So then if you're older and then you've got someone that uh, eats a lot of treats causing a lot of sugar, well, you know, we could be getting chromium lower on chromium. The third uh, population would be excessive exercises, especially when they're in the hard weight. Um, some of the benefits, it raises HDL modestly. It can help lower LDL, can lower total cholesterol, lowers triglycerides. This in it by itself is a nice cheap way to lower triglycerides. Um, that being said, I do support the polypropylene, the polynicotinase salt, I guess, opposed to just putting over sugar out there. Uh, supports healthy blood sugar and insulin, lowers HDA1C. Uh, so a couple things to keep in mind there. So I hope this was helpful. Uh, basically, we did a two-parter addressing how we're not going to want cholesterol and offering some options on how maybe we can. Thanks so much for listening. This is Rob Kressler, Pharmacist at Roots Pharmacy Radio, and I hope you have a wonderful